Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death and UFOs, and other creepy, Cults, weird, random ghosts. stories. There you go. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just naming things in the room. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a cult of ghosts. <laughs> Gun Radio presents Middle Aged and Mediocre. Hey, everybody. Uh, as always, thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I am Cash. I am Joel. And uh, we are bringing you a very special episode because it's uh, all about the Mothman. Yep. Or, I'm sorry, we should not. We've talked about this. It's gender. Yeah. So uh, let's go with uh, moth person. Moth person. Moth they. I like moth person. Moth them. Yeah. Moth they. Moth they. Mothy. Mothy. Moth person. I like moth dude. Yeah. I mean. I wonder if someone did like confirm that it is a man. Look, there's a lot of things that have not been confirmed nor denied in the story of the moth dude person. (laughs) So, uh, MP. You know, it's, it's up to you, the MP. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe someone saw his dick. And I mean, that's why they moth man, you know? It's all them mothballs. Look at that moth dick. Yeah. Just kind of hang a little bit. We know bit. all about Spider-Man's dick. We do know about Spider-Man's so, dick. you know, we need to maybe look a little bit deeper into Mothman's <laughs> dick. Look right into that pee hole. Oh, God. Oh, bring a pee hole back. Pee it's hole. been a while, guys. But uh, this will be uh, our last episode of October, so a big month for us. Thank you to everybody, because uh, we don't know what the hell's happening and why the hell everybody likes to listen to this, but uh, the numbers just keep going up. They're climbing. We uh, seem to be, our demographics keep changing, we're getting more of a mix of, uh, of the ladies. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, well, that's going to end now. I don't think so. I think that's going to get us more. Oh, man. Uh, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before when it comes to the, the ladies. Once or twice. Once or 27 times. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and then we've got some people from other places than America, which is always good. Yeah. Because this place is kind of a shithole. Uh, Any but, more Australian listens? Uh, I think it's, like, shifted another percent up. Okay, good. So I think it's, like, makes up... Five or six percent of our listeners now. Oh wow! I don't know how much that equals out to because I don't know how to do math. And then it has to flip under and everything. Right. Yeah. So then we got revert. Yeah, in Australia, that's reverse numbers. So, you know, good day, mate. Uh, that that's just all right. Lost the women in the Australian listeners. Listen, I, I called America a shit. I know. So there goes most of our listeners. That's like yep. Us and our moms. That's like eighty some percent of our listeners <laughs> that's right our there. Listeners now. So who else? Who My else mom. can I get rid of? Oh, don't be mean to my mom. <laughs> Look, Joel's mom, I have a thing or two to say oh, to you. Oh, man, yeah. You got some explaining to do. Yeah, you are the reason why this is happening, oh. Joel's mom. No, I love Joel's mom. She's cool. I don't know if I ever met her, yeah. uh, but I'm sure she's awesome. She's seen you sleep. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> no more questions. We gotta get into this moth person deal. Oh, uh, next episode is gonna be about why your mom seen me sleep. But until then, <laughs> until uh, then, yeah, man, we've uh, this so uh, you know Mothman's origin or place of origin, whatever home land. Yeah, would be Point Pleasant, West uh-huh. Virginia. He crawled out of a. Out of a pepperoni roll. <laughs> yes. That was his cocoon. Uh, or their cocoon. A mutant pepperoni roll. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We already solved it. Uh, but no, we've taken a couple trips to Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, so there should be uh, a little video that's going to accompany this episode. So if you're listening to this episode, uh, look for the link. There should be a YouTube video that I'll post on our Facebook page. And it's just going to be like a little quick... Uh, uh, some stuff from our trips there. Yeah, because there's no festival. Normally, every year they have a Mothman festival. Yeah, yeah, but we got. I don't know what. I don't know when it takes place. It was canceled this year, but it's in oh, October. It's just canceled. Okay, yeah. well, it's in October. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but they canceled it. So, so well, the times we were there, it was still kind of busy. Yeah. Like there was still plenty of people. We went there. to the museum the first time. They have a little museum there, all yeah. dedicated to Richard Gere. It is. There's a lot. Of it's crazy. Gear. They built that whole town just around that movie. That is crazy. It's like a Universal Studios thing. Point Pleasant exists. Like I know. And then they made that movie. Yeah, somehow it has a history dating back <laughs> way, way back. Hollywood. Hollywood. I don't know how they do it. Hollywood. I have some magic. sort of CGI or something. Sidja. So okay, like where do we start with the Mothman? I'll tell you. I was going to say, don't ask me. Uh, we start with the Mothman uh, way back. Okay. Way, way back. Because if you're going to talk about the Mothman. Like there's God and Mothman hanging out on a park bench. And then there's Mothman. <laughs> and uh, Moth Dude said to God, hey, dude. <laughs> nice wings. Does God have you wings? You let me handle Point Pleasant. Yeah. Uh, no, so to talk about Mothman, you do have to discuss uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and the history there. So to do that, uh, we're going to talk about uh, what some call the curse of cornstalk. And uh, never heard of this. Never heard of it. So nope. uh, it's one of the uh, explanations for all of this, okay. I guess you could say. So uh, actually, this entire area, like even where we're in Parkersburg, we're about what an hour away from Point Pleasant. About an hour. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, this this whole part of the country used to be Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't always been West Virginia. Although, if you are listening to this, uh, shocking, I know. Yeah. West Virginia is not Virginia. It's a separate state. We're a different state. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, you learn Well, something. it's just weird because all the other, like, you know, directional states, there's two. North Carolina, South Carolina, yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah, it seems like no one ever fucks those up. And they're just Virginia, West Virginia. For some reason, people can't grasp Why can't they be East Virginia? I don't know, man. I don't know. But, uh, so this whole part of the country uh, was regarded by the Native Americans as a haunted spot. Ooh. Plagued with ghost lights, phantoms, and strange creatures. Uh, the town of Parkersburg, just north on the river from Point Pleasant, which is That's where we at. are. That's where we are. Uh, it has more than its share of ghosts, and we'll get into those at some point yeah, in the future. that'd be cool. Um, and then nearby, in Athens County, Ohio, uh, that is one of the most haunted uh, cities in the state of Ohio. Athens. A lot yeah. goes on there. So, yeah, this whole region has a bit of a reputation for the- weird and strange things. Um 
there have been a in number our podcast. Our podcast is climbing that ladder. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's your name for preparatory roles? Weird things. Mothman, middle-aged media. Middle-aged media. Uh, I can't even say it right. It's just your show. Why would you be able to say Why? it? Why? Right? Uh, there have been a, been a number of theories to explain the large number of haunted happenings here. Including that this area may be some sort of window between dimensions. Ooh. That'd be cool. Uh, I want that Richard Gere movie. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to the Richard Gere movie. Um, oh, I know. So, researchers uh, with historical bent... I don't know what that means. Uh, basically, researchers have come up with some theories here. And they trace a lot of the supernatural roots all the way back to a bloody event from the days, the early days of the American Revolution. So, as the American frontiersmen begin to move west in the 1770s, there were seven nations of Indians. Do you know any of them? Uh, Nope. Uh, The Shawnee. Okay, yeah. Delaware. Wyandotte. Mingo. Miami. Yeah. Ottawa. And Illinois. Okay. So, uh, they formed a powerful confederacy confederacy to keep the white men from infringing on their territory. Uh, the Shawnee were the most powerful of the tribes and were led by a feared and respected chieftain. Tecumseh. Nope. Ah. Uh, called uh, Ketuga. Ketugua. Which translates to mean cornstalk. Okay. Um, but I do believe Tecumseh was like uh, somehow related to him. Uh huh. Somehow. They are tied together. And I, I went to school in Ohio. And like a lot of I thought you were going to say you went to school with Tecumseh. No, a lot of the schools had like. You know, Native American. Like I went to Tar Heel Elementary. That was like part of all that. Tecumseh was a school. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that we took their land, uh, we really up. do rub it in their faces yeah. by naming every fucking thing yeah. after them. Like, sorry, we you know stole your land, murdered everybody, but we're gonna name stuff after yeah. you. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's indigenous people now. I think um, this story I'm reading is from a quite a bit. Okay, so I shouldn't I, say Native Americans. I think it's indigenous people now, right? Yeah, I mean, I, Native Americans just means they were the first ones here. Yeah, I try to stay up with, uh, okay. with my PC-ness. But I'm going to have trouble saying indigenous, sure. so I'm just going to keep saying Native American. Let's just talk about corn stuff. Okay. So, uh, in 1774, when uh, white settler, settlers were moving down into Kanawha and Ohio River Valleys... Uh, Basically, Cornstalk and the Shawnee were prepared to protect their land by any means necessary. Um, so there was a bit of a war and it became or a battle and became known as the Battle of po- of uh, Point Pleasant. Okay. So and that's all painted on the wall there. When we that's went. right. The There's a wall. big wall, flood wall. Yeah, and it has basically a little bit of the like a mural. Yeah. Um. So number uh, they basically were fighting against uh, Virginia militiamen. Because, again, this is not... The American Revolution has not started yet. Uh-huh. A lot of uh, historians look at look to this, the, the Battle of Point Pleasant, as one of the first uh, battles yeah. of the American... What kind of, one of the things that kick-started it. Um, so it was... Uh, yeah, General Cor- or Chief Cornstalk led the Shawnee tribe. It had over 500 men. Um, <coughs> General Andrew Lewis led the Virginia militia, and uh, in this battle, uh, 141 Shawnee were wounded, or I'm sorry, 141 uh, militiamen were wounded, and 81 died. Uh, 200 Shawnee died, and uh, hundreds more were injured. Um, Of course, as with most battles back then, this was a battle for land. 
Um, so as time passed, though, uh, so basically, once the casualties were rolling in, uh, the Shawnee tribes retreated western into the wilds of what is now Ohio. Um, I think it's a great what's Chillicothe right there. Uh-huh. So I think they went back to Chillicothe. Um, and then to keep them from returning and to kind of guard that area more, uh, the Virginia militiamen constructed a fort, which we tried to get into. Oh, that's what that was. That's what that was. Oh, okay. You see that in our video? We couldn't get in. We tried, man. Yeah. And they would not let us it's in. Like they, it's like that place is made so, to keep people So, I mean, out. they did a good job yeah. because we put forth all of 30 I had my hops on that day. You saw me jumping fences and stuff. <laughs> and uh, you you listeners will also see him jumping <laughs> things if you, if you uh, check out the video. Hold on to your butts! Uh, so as time passed, uh, Cornstalk made peace with the white men, um, and he started, uh, uh, he came to them to this fort with a peace treaty, actually, and, uh, that was on November 7th of 1777, so he comes to them with, uh, his son, um, Red Hawk, I believe is his name, and, uh, he goes to Captain Arbuckle, which you never want to trust a man named no. Arbuckle. I'll just straight up. Uh, like John Arbuckle? Fatty Arbuckle? Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> I don't know that's a real person. Uh, I've heard that name before. Uh, so, yeah. They, uh, so they go to this, they go to this uh, captain. They tell him, hey, we got this peace treaty. Hey, man. Hey, man. Like, let's just, you know, yeah. let's be nice to each other. Um... Live in harmony. And uh, so, what do you think the Americans did? I they probably tricked them, killed them, so, did something awful. At first, they just take them. They take them captive. Okay. So, like, boy, you guys are dumb. Yeah. So, uh, they're thinking that um, uh, they're thinking that they can use him, uh, basically because. Other some of the other like British soldiers and such were afraid of uh, like other settlers were afraid of the name Cornstalk. Yeah, and then they also knew that he garnered a lot of respect from other tribes. So they thought if they had him, they could kind of use him to their, their advantage. advantage. Yeah, sure. So even though they were hostages, uh, Cornstalk and his son and some other members of the tribe were reportedly treated well. And were given comfortable quarters. Um, this was really less of a taking them captive and almost more of like tricking them into being yeah. captives. So, like, uh, stay a while. Cornstalk actually kind of believed that he was just being protected. Uh-huh. He was just under protection. Um, so the following day, though, uh, oh, so Redstalk, Red Hawk is not Cornstalk's son. Red Hawk is uh, another member of the okay. tribe. A uh, cornstalk son is uh, Elenapisco. Um, so, anyways, next day, gunfire is heard from outside the walls of the fort. Uh, men go out to investigate, and they find two soldiers uh, who are out hunting deer had been ambushed and killed by some tr- uh, uh, cornstalk's tribe. Uh-huh. Uh, one had escaped. Uh, so, two had been ambushed. One escaped. One died. When uh, they get the bloody corpse, they bring it back to the fort. And a lot of people in the fort, drunk, you know, like just sitting around in the fort, drinking. Yeah. Uh, plus, you're like, I mean, back then, every fucking day of your life is basically, are we going to 
being a war today. Yeah. So they uh, they see this bloody corpse of one of their friends, fellow soldiers, and they are pissed. So uh, even though Cornstalk and his men had nothing to do with this, like nothing they could prove, uh-huh. um, they bust through the doorway that Cornstalk's in, where he's, the little building he's in, and uh, they bash his son's head in Gee. with a hammer. They uh, Red Hawk tries to escape through the chimney, but was pulled back down and slaughtered. Uh, and then uh, Cornstalk is shot eight times. Gah. And killed. But as he lays there, supposedly, reportedly, this is where the curse comes in, he looks upon his assassins and he speaks to them. Now, I'm going to read this. Okay. But my God is it a lot for a dying... Like, <laughs> and it's uh, written like I would write a uh, movie script. Okay. So I think this is bullshit. Yeah. But maybe part maybe of he script. said like some of this. And they and they... it up. Yeah. Uh, so he says to them, "I was the border man's friend. Many times I have saved him and his people from harm. I never warred with you, but only pro- to protect our wigwams and lands. I refused to join your pale face enemies with the red coats. I came to the fort as your friend, and you murdered me." You have murdered my. You have murdered by my side, my young son. For this, may the curse of the Great Spirit rest upon this land. May it be blighted by nature. May it even be blighted in its hopes. May the strength of its peoples be paralyzed by the stain of our blood. So he spoke those words. So goes the legend, and then he died. Yeah. Uh, his body, along with the other bodies, uh, were. Uh, Actually, all but Cornstalk's body were just thrown into the river. Jesus. Uh, his body was buried near the fort. Um, it's weird they would keep the one Yeah. So, body. So, yeah, he puts a curse on the land. and uh, Can't blame him. You know, whether you believe that in curses or not, so over... I've been to Point Pleasant, and it was pretty hopeless. It was pretty cursed. <laughs> yeah, it felt... So, a lot of tragedies and stuff have been blamed on this throughout the years. So, in 1907, uh, the worst coal mine disaster in American history took place in uh, uh, Monongah, West Virginia, Uh on December 6th, when 310 miners were killed. Jesus. Uh, 1944. uh, In June, 150 people were killed when a tornado ripped through the tri-state area. Uh, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapses, yep. which we will talk about. Uh, 1968, uh, Piedmont Airlines plane crashed in August near the Kanawha Airport, killing 35. 1970, uh, on November 14th, a Southern Airways DC-10 crashed into a, ma- a mountain near Huntington, killing 75 Damn. people on board. Uh, 76, in March of that year, the town of Point Pleasant was, this is crazy, was rocked in the middle of the night. Uh, by an explosion at the mountain at the Mason County Jail, housed in the jail was a woman named Harriet Sisk, uh, who had been arrested for the murder of her infant daughter. On March 2nd, her husband came to the jail with a suitcase full of explosives to kill himself and his wife and to destroy the building. Uh, both of the Sisks were killed, along with three law enforcement officers. What year was this? 1976. Holy shit! March of that year, uh, 1978. In January, a freight train derailed at Point Pleasant and dumped thousands of gallons of toxic chemicals. Uh, the chemicals contaminated the town's water supply, and the wells had to be abandoned. I haven't heard any of this stuff. 1978, in April of that year, the town of St. Mary's, which is about a half hour away from us, yeah. uh, north of here, 
And uh, it was struck with tragedy when 51 men who were working on the Willow Island power plant were killed when their construction scaffolding collapsed. Uh, my grandfather was actually there when that happened. Yeah. I have so, a friend whose dad was... Was in it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, uh, that kind of covers, like, a bit of area. Like, it's uh-huh. not just Point Pleasant, but hey. a lot of shit has happened in this area, so... Bad um, shit. Bad shit. So that's, you know... Now, let's fast forward a few years. Um, and in Point Pleasant, uh, during World War II... They build the uh, what is now known as the McClint- McClintic Wildlife Preserve, uh-huh. uh, also known as the TNT area. TNT area. Yeah. So this was like a uh, now like nowadays and before around the time of the Mothman stuff, it housed uh, wild exotic birds mostly. Like it was swamplands. We were there. Yeah. So it was very swampy. Uh, but back in World War II. Mason County was dedicated or dedicated large amounts of land to TNT production plants for World War II. Uh, and then the bunkers, we went inside one. Yeah. You guys can see that in the video. Uh, these bunkers were used to hide ammunitions and TNT from en- enemy aircraft that may be flying over. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a very secret facility. It was around for about five years. It was hard to find. <laughs> we honestly still had a bit of yeah. time. Jock Sampson bailed us out. Yeah. Um, it was basically its own city. Uh, it had a, it had its own hospital and things there were just very secretive. Like even the people in Point Pleasant, like there was just, nobody knew what was happening. Yeah. Like, well, it's the government. So, uh, there were accidents, um, and rumors that there were experiments being conducted. Uh-huh. Um, I can see that. But toxic chemicals, uh, EPA conducted environmental tests in the 80s and 90s and determined that large portions of the land were seeping with toxic chemicals. And you took me there? I took you there. I Wait till my mom hears about this. I can't believe you fell for eating all the dirt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, uh, there's this weird connection between uh. small towns and weird sightings and i do wonder like back in world war ii and all that stuff like how much mil- how much secret of military shit was happening yeah and if like i was going to test shit or if i was going to like store chemical you know like back then especially you'd pick a small town yeah like who's gonna fucking who's gonna believe people in a small town you know yeah. what i mean so um but so the area ends up becoming a popular meeting spot for teenagers and young people after World War, you know, after it becomes basically just uh, land. It's not really middle-aged people. Uh, just <laughs> you know, <laughs> teenagers. No. Uh, back then, so they mostly used it for parties, sit around drinking, you know, go out and drink, and then they do a lot of drag racing down that stretch of road. Uh-huh. Um, and since then, a lot of the igloos, uh, the bunkers, have been leased out to private owners. And a lot oh, of these, wow. uh, so like we, you know, we were able to get into the first one. Yeah. And I don't know how many there are down through that path. That was a long path. But a lot of the, and Jock was even telling us that some of the land is, uh, private. Uh, private. Yeah. So a lot of the private owners are chemical companies and other companies like that. And they house shit in these still. Sure. So, you know, they have these big, huge, I mean, they, were, they were, they were like really, uh, 
I mean, really well, com- well yeah. you know, composed or whatever. Well, you know, built. Maintained. Yeah. Like, some have giant iron doors. Yeah. Still, you know. Locked so up So you put something stuff. in there, like, it's in there. Yeah. Um, it was kind of creepy being inside it. Like you said, we'll see the video, but it was. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's really loud in there, just all the echoes and everything. And uh, So, yeah, so. Let me see here. And then, uh, so, okay, so we've set the scene. The TNT area is here in Point Pleasant. Now uh, let's get to the mount- let's get to the actual Mothman. Okay. Side of shit. Let's so, talk about his dick. <laughs> uh, we're gonna use uh, some of this is coming from a book called uh, Strange West Virginia Monsters, and we gotta give a big shout out to uh, Stephen Marsh. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Steve, <laughs> uh, good job, Steve. Steve hooks us up with this book. Uh, Marsh. We're gonna start calling him Smarsh. Um, Condense it. But yeah, friend of the show, Smart. <laughs> Good guy. Hooks us up with this book. Thank you very much. And we're going to use it for some of the, All right. for our information here. So, uh, in autumn of 1965, a uh, child tells his mother that he's seen an angel, a man with wings, outside their home near Clendenin, yeah. West Virginia. And she laughs it off, as you would. To a stupid dumb child. <laughs> you idiot! Angels. Angels. Uh, months later. And this is well before Highway to Heaven. What is Highway to Heaven? Oh, the show where the guy was an angel. I have no idea what that is. Oh, means. that's next episode. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> months later, during the summer of 1966, a uh, doctor's wife living on the Ohio River saw a six foot giant butterfly swoop past her. Uh, but fearing ridicule, she only told a handful of her closest friends. Uh, you know any old TV shows about giant butterflies? <laughs> no, okay. I was thinking. I was hoping it was too, too I was there. thinking. Uh, November 1st, 1966, uh, National Guardsmen saw a, quote, large brown man-shaped figure. And it was perched in a tree near the armory on Point Pleasant's Camp, uh, Camp Colony Road. So those are some of the sightings, but the first official sighting quote-unquote official, <laughs> of the uh, creature that would later become known as the Moth Dude uh, occurred on November 12th, 1966, while Kenneth Duncan and four friends were digging a grave for his brother-in-law, like you do with friends. What? You know? Let's just get together, dig this grave. Yeah. Uh, knock I'll back buy you guys pizza and beer. Can we just move Can we move you or something? That would no, be so no, much no. better. digging graves. Um, then we'll move the body. Come on. So they are, uh, they're also in Clendenin. And uh, Clendenin, West Virginia, is about 85 miles from Point Pleasant. I had a moped that made that noise. Clendenin! Clendenin. All right. Thank you. Be here all week. (laughs) I'm not leaving. Uh, Yeah, you are. Okay. So three days later, um, wait a minute. So he, so Duncan, the the grave digger, Uh uh-huh. he tells reporters that the creature looked like a brown human being. It was gliding through the trees and was in sight for about a minute. Uh, but none of the other four people saw this, hmm. apparently. So then, uh, so that's November... Uh, so it's in sight for a minute, but no one... Uh, he's not like, hey guys, look at that. Right, like, hey, there's a giant thing flying. Yeah. yeah. He just mesmerized. Uh, so that's November He 11th. saw the cock. That's what <laughs> he, he was just mesmerized yeah. by it. And he couldn't take his he's eyes like, off. He's definitely a man. That is a moth cock if I ever saw one. Uh, so that's November 12th, 1966. Uh, November 13th, 1966, next night, 90 miles away in Salem, West Virginia. Oh, wow. 
Uh, Merle Partridge was watching TV. That's a really good name. It's a really good name. He's uh, uh, watching TV. This is coming from a documentary called Eyes of the Mothman. Okay. If you guys want to check that out. Um, he's inside watching TV with his family, and they hear this uh, loud noise outside at 11 p.m. His dog, Bandit, goes crazy, and the TV starts Fucking making... Fucking Merle's got a Bandit. Merle and a Bandit. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, he start, The TV starts making a high-pitched whine, and then it basically explodes. Like oh. Sparks and shorts out. Uh-huh. Uh, Merle grabs his gun to see what the fuck's going on. I added that part. That's not how you fix the TV, Merle. You don't <laughs> You're only really going to make it worse. This is in the 60s. That's, okay, that's yeah. how you fix the TV. He's like, I threatened it. So, uh, Bandit's still barking. And as soon as Merle opens the door, Bandit takes off down the road towards the noise. Uh, my dog's actually... I know! Right kind of creeping me out. He sees the Mothman. Will you uh, open that door for a minute and just let him in here so he realizes what's happening and he shuts up? Hey, Beasley. Do you see the Mothman? Hey, Beezer. Beezy. Be easy in the house. Hi, buddy. Special guest. He's coach. sniffing me. He's checking me out. We have oh, God. You, can't, you just chopped him. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was going to bite me. He won't bite you. Okay. Well, he might. He's right um, near my genitals now. Oh, yeah. He loves biting you. <laughs> oh, God. Biting weird dudes' dicks. Hey, Beezer. I'm the weirdest. Hey, buddy. Anyways, all right. So, Bandit takes off down the road towards the noise. Uh, Merle claims that he saw a red rotating, or he saw red rotating flashing lights. And says it wasn't an aircraft. Okay. And Merle's got like some sort of military background. I can't yeah. Remember what it was. So he would. If you keep a gun by you when you're watching TV. Yeah. Uh, and you have a dog named Bandit. Uh, the lights all of a sudden disappear, along with Bandit. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, let's get back to the book. Uh, three days later. So now we're on. Uh, well, not three days later. Three days later from the original sighting. We're now on November fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six. Two married couples. Uh, Steve and Mary Mallet and uh, Roger and Linda Scarberry. They're they out were doing for... some swapping? I don't know what was about that. Okay. Uh, they were on their way to do something. Okay. They were driving down the road in the TNT area, and uh, they uh, suddenly say that they saw approaching from the TNT area site um, an eerie figure slouched at roadside, roadside uh, watching them with two big red eyes, like automobile reflectors. Shaped like a man, but bigger, says Roger. Maybe six and a half or seven feet tall. And it had big wings folded against his back. For a minute, we could only stare at it. Then it just turned and sort of shuffled back towards the open door of the old power plant. And we didn't wait around. No. So they go to take off. And uh, this is again around 11 p.m. Same time as Merle's yeah. the night before. So they go to take off. And there's four witnesses at times. So uh, yeah. All four They're driving it. like 100 miles an hour, they say, down this road. Get the fuck away. All of a sudden, they realize this creature's chasing them. Ooh. And it's keeping pace. So they would actually say, uh, so they try to escape. They get back to State Route 62, and uh, it's still following them. Linda states that uh, the wings have at least a 10-foot wingspan. And then she could hear it making a sound. It was squeaking like a giant mouse. Uh, and it followed them right to the city limits. And then Roger says, and I don't know if this is before or after, like the Merle story. Like, uh -huh. I don't know if he knows Merle's story. But he says at some point that they noticed a dead dog by the side of the road. 
But when they went back later, the dog was gone. Huh. So. <laughs> BZ. And the dog is back from the dead. Not you, buddy. You're not the dead dog. <laughs> oh, uh, he's a good boy. You're a live dog. But that was the next night, and it was 90 miles away. So, like, how... Have been carried it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, how would that guy hear oh, yeah, a Merle so, story yeah, with, with knows, their dog? But I don't know when he made this statement. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so anyway, so they, they go to the police. They're that, like, they're freaked out. Uh-huh. They go to the police, and reportedly they're so freaked out, and they're so scared that the police are actually like, something happened. Yeah. Like, they believe them. So they take all four of them into separate rooms and have them give their statements. All four of them give... They just beat it the fuck out of them. <laughs> this is the last time, Linda! They're like, we're How willing. many foot span is it? She's like, just stop hitting me! They're like, we're willing to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we, we came we here came to, to tell you. you. Shut up, Linda! Uh, I think you said one of their names was Linda. Yeah, Linda. Okay, good. So they all four give nearly identical statements. Uh, the police go back... Please to- stop hitting us. <laughs> no. <laughs> the police go back to where the couple say they saw the creature. Uh-huh. And uh, they don't find anything there. But, uh, so they actually take the couples back there. They go with them. And uh, they see nothing, but the deputy states that his two-way radio began emitting weird sounds like a uh, sped-up phonograph uh, record until all of a sudden it just quit working. Uh Uh-huh. So that's weird. Um, TV kind of weird thing. Yeah, so a lot of stuff lining up here. Beasley, what do you want? you have something to say? Do you have some information about the Mothman for us? <laughs> He's like, I just, want to, I just want to share my tale. I think he wants to go out and pee. Um, you're going to have to hold it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, after this, uh, so they published the story. Like, next day in the news, uh-huh. the story's front page. And uh, from that point on, for, like, weeks after, there are just tons of sightings. After right? it Everyone's hit the paper. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... Everyone's reporting basically the same thing, though, that they see these giant, huge, globe-like red eyes. Red eyes, and the wings, probably. And a lot of them are saying that they uh, that the eyes are, like, mesmerizing. They're uh-huh. hypnotizing. Uh, I get that a lot about my eyes. I've always thought. Like, yeah. That's why sometimes Thanks. if you hear me just trail off, <laughs> yeah. it's because I've just been like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm got, I got lost <laughs> in, in the moth Joel's eyes. <laughs> Uh, many state that they were, uh, that they felt, they felt like they lost time Uh when they were in this presence of the Mothman. And, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Mothman hunting parties became normal around the area. That's what they would do on the weekends all of a sudden. Like, they would just go out. Get drunk up, look it up probably. And and they would start hunting for the Mothman. I can't believe just, like, teenagers were shot that were there trying to, you know, do the partying and stuff. Uh, so... Many in the town start asking, uh, like, you know, you, this is, uh, so this is a, uh, you know, small town, um, back in the 60s, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but, like, religion used to be a real big thing in small towns in the what? 60s. Yeah, a lot of church goers. Uh-huh. Goers. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. So. Growers? 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 Uh, so a lot of church folks. While they were in church, you know, there would be talks about what the hell's happening. Uh-huh. Some... That's uh, what they'd say. What the hell? What in the hell Merle? happening, Merle? <laughs> uh, a lot of them started to say, like, hey, you know, maybe this is an angel. Yeah. And then others argue, no, it's a demon. 
some are even saying it's the demon or it's the devil himself. Oh. Um, some actually believe that this was the beginning of the rapture. This is how it starts. Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. So this is all starting, right? Yeah. So shit's about to go down. So with that, with shit about to go down, uh, we're going to take an ad break. Oh, my god! Because that's how shit goes down around here. Yeah. And we will be right back to continue the story of the Mothman. Moth person. Alright, so we are back from the ad break, and uh, we were talking about the Mothman, and we were talking about people thinking that this might be the damn devil. Yeah, or an angel. So what do you think it might be? Just um, first inclination. I don't know, man. I'm not into the a lot of the, uh, the supernatural kind of deal, so I, I don't... I don't know. Uh, some people, we, we did not plan this, but that's a hell of a segue. Uh, some other people that were not into the supernatural uh-huh. agree with you. Uh, I don't think it's like a normal animal, though. Well, so if they did see some, I don't know. So uh, professors from WVU uh, started studying the area and started studying all the uh, sightings and reports. And they came up with a theory that it was a very large sandhill crane. Uh, and those are sandhill cranes were yeah. popular in the area. They have a wide wingspan. They have a wide wingspan, very long legs. They have a um, red spot on their head so think that, that was... looks very much like two eyeballs almost. Oh, really? Like it kind of separates into two little. Uh huh. So uh, that's a big dick. Yeah, a huge cock. All right, uh, we solved it. The Sandhill Crane cock. Well, WVU solved it. Uh, the townspeople were not, a lot of them were not happy about this. Yeah. Um, and felt like it was just insulting. Like, on that documentary, The Eyes of Mothman, uh, there's a lot of, like, they interview a lot of people who were around when this happened. Uh-huh. And either as kids or, like, young men or, like, so. I, I mean, I think they interview a couple people that are fucking 200 years old at this oh. point. And, uh, you know, they they all kind of say, like, you know, we know what a fucking sandhill crane looks like. Yeah. You know, this ain't it. Yeah. So. But it's always at night, too. Always at night. It's always at night. It's always. Uh, and then. I can see a sandhill crane. They probably shuffle when they walk. Well, so what I go back to and what is mentioned by some people and a theory. Uh, a lot of fucking toxic chemicals. Oh, yeah. Are in the land. Uh-huh. Uh, in the water. The sandhill cranes would be eating fish, the fish that lived in the contaminated water. So, what kind of mutations would what, that you do? Know, who the fuck knows? Like, yeah. just the sandhill cranes already are pretty damn tall. Uh huh. So it's not crazy to think that one might be six feet. Yeah. You know, a huge wingspan. There's got to be one that's going to be bigger, you know, than like the rest. There's, yeah. you know, there's ab abnormals, you know. Uh. So yeah, they uh, that's you know one theory. There's another theory that it's a uh, a type of owl. Um, Who? An owl. An Who? O L W. I know. I so, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> I'll leave. Uh, get the fuck out! I'll leave. I said it before you even said it. I'll finish this on my own. Um. So yeah, like mostly sandhill cranes are about three, feet, uh, about four feet tall. What if it was like two on top of each other, like they yeah, were young? Yeah, trying to get into a movie or something. I've, I've seen that done with crows. 
Have you? Yes, have some you? Bugs Bunny cartoons. Oh, yeah. I got in person. So oh, you no. worked the theater. So, uh, I did work the theater. You did? Yep. So, uh, yeah, they are about four feet tall on uh, average, and their wingspan is already about almost seven feet. Yeah. So... Get a little uh, chemicals in them. Yeah, that's not. Eating, I don't think that's too far fetched to think that one could be another foot and a half on top of that. Or yeah, um, so you know maybe it's that. Uh, a lot of people described it as being like uh, banshee like. Uh huh. So and throughout history, uh, stories of banshees describe them as signs of bad things to come, and that would kind of be a thing that go would eventually go um, to be a part of Mothman's lore. Yeah. That he was there to warn. A lot of people said that Mothman was, was in the area to warn people of something. So, um, many of the people who claim to have seen the Mothman or had an encounter with the Mothman also claim to have suffered mental anguish for uh, years afterward. Uh, Sticks with you, seeing the Mothman. Some... Uh, there's been a couple cases where the people who have claimed to have seen the Mothman uh, came down with cases of uh, conjunctivitis, which huh. is not good. No. Um, but again, they live in a very highly toxic yeah. area. So. And they're outside at night. And you're going to get sick if you don't have a hat on. Uh, and a lot of them, like a lot of people who had reports of seeing the Mothman, again, at night, uh-huh. uh, there were a lot of reports. And I, you know, from what I gathered from the documentary, there's some evidence to back this up. A lot of them had uh, random patches of sunburned skin, of what looked like sunburned yeah, skin. Yeah, that's weird. Just random places. So, again, though, contaminated area. Yeah, yeah. So. If they've been in the water, if they've. Yeah, like, uh, you know. So. Uh, but that town, especially now, so I can see it back then, too, that they, that's their identity. Right. So, I mean, like now it's kind of even as popular as Mothman is and everything, like the town's not in the best of shape. You can tell that the best days are behind it. I mean, like the theater shut down. They have there's not a whole lot of restaurants, but you can tell that that stuff was at one point thriving. And now you go down there and it's just they have the Mothman Museum. They they of course have the wall with the mural talking about the Native American stuff, but it's just there. It's there. They definitely wanted. They wanted an identity so, from that. You know, it's they basically turned a lot of bad things that happened uh-huh. into yeah. something very good for that area. Getting people you in know. there, they, they were having people coming in from West Virginia University to look into it. Like it's just attention for the town. Um. So, uh, the area of Point Pleasant, um, especially back then. In this time, uh, a lot of hills, a lot of forest areas, heavily wooded areas, mm-hmm. uh, very heavy thicket brush. Yeah. So, say you have some contaminated sandhill cranes, right? You've got these large birds. They've been mutated in some way because mm-hmm. of the toxic chemicals. They would be able to hide out Yeah. in these areas. And then one would maybe just wander off. Nighttime. And now you have some sightings. Yeah. So, um, and reports of large, aggressive birds have been made uh, for years all around the world. So, like, this is not a new thing. Like, there are, 
there are tons of species of animals that we still don't know about. Yeah. Like, you know, the jungles and... There's so much shit we don't know even exists yet. Um, But so, along with the Mothman sightings, at the same time, UFO sightings were coming in at an enormous rate. There were actually more UFO sighting reports in the area than there were Mothman reports. Oh, wow. But the Mothman kind of... You know, that, kind of, that thing kind of took off. Yeah. Well, uh, that's unique to that area, too. I yeah. mean, there's probably UFO sightings Everywhere. all... Yeah. <coughs> Again, though, it's strange to me that UFO sightings tend to happen in small towns. Uh-huh. You know, where you have a little bit of mili- some weird military shit happening. Um, so, along with going uh, Mothman hunting, there would also be a lot of people would go saucer hunting. So, like, that area is just, like, this crazy fucking time. And eventually you get to the point where you want to see something. Exactly, yeah. So, if you do see something, anything, I mean, you want to be the person that goes in the town and yells, I saw it. Right. Like, you don't want to be the only one that's not seeing yeah. it. Yeah. At first, you might feel, like, if you see, if you do see something, you're the first one or whatever, uh-huh. you probably do feel maybe, like, you you know, like, I don't want to say anything. Yeah, like that lady who supposedly saw it but didn't tell you one yeah, like, about a close friend. crazy. Yeah. But then, like, you, the other end of that. If everyone's seeing it, you're like, well, what, what's wrong with me? Yeah, I want to see why it. Why am I not seeing it? So they go out and they want to see it, and you know, they'll go and see what they want to see, maybe. So, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard of a movie called Men in Black. Men in Black. Uh, Here they come. So this was uh, this is a pretty big part of the Point Pleasant Mothman. Will Smith thing, like not so much Will Smith. Okay. But, uh, in 1966, 1967, that time period, along with the Mothman, along with UFOs, there were a lot of reports of, um, unknown people around the town of Point Pleasant, usually dressed head to toe in black suits. Looking fly. White shirts, black ties, and black shoes. Um... Was it the Blues Brothers? It was the Blues Brothers. There you go. The Blues Brothers. another one. Uh... They are said to have asked people questions about the Mothman and then would tell them not to speak about it. <laughs> so, like, they would get their information and they'd uh-huh. be like, you know, don't tell anyone else. Um, there's even supposedly uh, uh, a reporter named Mary uh, Here or Hire. They questioned, they visited her and questioned her about the creature. Um, and then one apparently threatened a witness named Connie Car- Carpenter. Um, another one was, uh, interviewed and left with a message, uh, note was left for her that said, be careful, girl, I can get you, uh, I can get you whenever. Yeah. Girl. Um, so they was just These like, are really bad lyrics to a love song. <laughs> but a lot of people who supposedly witnessed these people say that while they looked like human beings, their skin was almost transparent. And you could see the veins in their hands very clearly. Their fingers were longer than normal person's fingers uh, as well. And uh, this kind of goes with the story of uh, Endred Cold. Uh-huh. So Endred Cold, also known as the Smiling Man, uh, is an alleged uh, humanoid entity. His name comes from his tendency to smile at those who encounter him. And it's said that he still visits West Virginia today. So, Indrid Cold was reported to be uh, human-like in appearance. 
and he's commonly associated with UFO activity and the Mothman. He's even believed to maybe be the Mothman uh-huh. or an alien of some sort. And it's also believed that he is reported he is believed to be connected to the Men in Black sighted around Point Pleasant. Uh, in his first sighting, he was described as being over six feet tall and wearing a reflective green suit with a black belt. Kind of like the Riddler. Um, He had a dark complexion with small beady eyes set very far apart. Some say he could fly with... He had wings and he could fly. I was going to say, did he have a giant trench coat on? So, uh... Bumpy in the back? He was described as not having any nose, ears, or hair. Uh, The second known encounter with him, they said the suit was blue, but still reflective. Um... I way you can't take a picture of him. So, one of the uh, people closely related, or not related to him, but um, often brought up at the same time as him is a man named Woodrow Derenberger, or Derenberger, I don't know how you say it, uh-huh. but he's actually from Parkersburg. Oh. Um, and around in November 2nd, 1966, he states that he was headed home from on Interstate 77, and he heard a crash. Uh, then an, identify, an unidentifiable Fiable vehicle appeared to land in front of his truck. He described it as an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney, flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck and then enlarging in great bulge in the center. Uh, the grinning man came out of the vehicle with a dark tan, walked up to Derenberger, and telepathically said his name was Endred Cold, and he meant no harm. Uh, Cold said he just wanted to know more about the human race, and he would visit Derenberger again. And after the visit. Uh, Darren Berger stated that Cold revealed he was from the planet Lanulos oh. in the galaxy of... He's chatty right off the bat. So... That injured Cold. Like, that's, you know, who knows what the fuck's going on, but I find it interesting that around the exact same time, mm-hmm. like, this is all happening, 1966, 1967, 1968. Uh-huh. There's Mothman. There's UFOs. There's Men in Black. There's Endred Cold. This is all happening in Point Pleasant, yeah. Parkersburg, this area. Like, in the span of three years, something had to have been going on, right? Like Something a little weird? Like, I could, like if it's just one thing that's being reported. Uh-huh. If the only thing that's being reported is there's a Mothman, then you hear the Sand Hill Crane thing, and you're like, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. But there's so much. There's, you know, there's the, the guys the, asking about it. And then a blacker one. Like, what? How are and all And I can believe that, you know, some government officials would come and look into it. So, and maybe, like, you know, just, you know, that became more and more lore than right. in truth. You right. know, like their skin was translucent. Translucent, yeah. yeah. So if this was, uh, you know, the secret facility was around the TNT area, then, yeah, it would make sense that if the government's got some secret shit going on, they are sending some men to check in on it. Yeah. And, uh... Just, you know, trying to cover their base, see what people know. And with all of the... Uh, there's a lot of new information out there about UFO sightings. Like, the government started to release things where they're like, yeah, there's some shit. Some videos. You know? and So, who knows what all the government's been sitting on for so many years now. But, so all this is happening. Uh-huh. And this is all going to lead to uh, December 15th... Uh, 1967. Mm-hmm. Just a year over, just over a year after the first Mothman sighting, and uh, traffic is terrible on Silver Bridge, 
This was originally built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to uh, Gallipolis, Ohio. And the bridge is packed with cars. So this is December 15th, right before Christmas. Yep. Um, from the documentary I watched, uh, a lot of people said that there were the traffic was all from West Virginia going into Ohio yeah. for shopping, like to shop. Uh, so it's heavily packed. Um, there was also, I think they said there was something wrong with the lights on the Ohio side. Uh-huh. So it caused... That's how it was in the movie. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so but caused, in the movie, it happened on Christmas Day, so I'm starting to question your facts a little bit, pal. Well, you know, I, I assume Richard Gere would not be a part of something that was not 100% accurate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it placed a strain on the bridge. Um, you know, at the time that the bridge was built, cars were much lighter. Uh, back when it was built, the Model T was the car that was around. It weighed just 1,500 pounds. Not a lot of people had cars, too. Right. Uh, by 1967, the average weight for a car was 4,000 pounds. So, uh, also, the engineers who had built the bridge uh, were not very imaginative, imaginative um, nor cautious. So, uh, the bridge's design was not the best. Uh-huh. And basically, if one part failed, there was nothing to prevent oh. the whole thing from failing. How many so, times you cross over bridges take it for granted? You go, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so, I don't. I freak out a little bit every time yeah, I cross I a bridge. Never yeah. really. There's some some bridges. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. There yeah. just depends what they look like. For the most part, I don't give a shit. We lived in South Carolina and would go across the bridges there. Some of those are like a mile long. Yeah, oh, yeah. And my mom would always. Yeah, freak I wouldn't want to be on one for yeah, any longer than I had to. Ugh. Um, like sometimes you have to stop on a bridge. Yeah, and it's like all right, I'm not gonna look over the side. Then you look over the side, you're like, oh, there's I the just water. Feel like the chances that you're going to be on the bridge of collapses yeah. is so low. Like, but I'm also terrified of roller coasters. Yeah, and there's the still a chance. Yeah, fly, like you know, whatever. I'm always like, there's still like, what's the worst that could happen? I always think of that. Like, well, the worst is right. bridge collapse, you die. Yeah, it's a hell of a way to die too. You're trapped with anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. So without warning. Uh, uh, an eye bar on the bridge, mm-hmm. like it was a piece of the bridge or whatever, it uh, it cracks. The chain snaps, and the bridge uh, falls to pieces. And all the cars and everybody in the cars plunges into the icy water of the oh, island below. Jesus. Uh, 46 people died. Now in the movie, 36 people yeah, died. Yeah, a lot less died in the so, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got to get to the bottom of this. Now. So they we either die by drowning or being crushed. Yeah. Fucking not good either way. No. Um, so, a lot of this, so, uh, following the Mothman sightings, the bridge collapsed with the second terrible and bizarre thing to put Point Pleasant on the map in a year's time. So, again, this is about a year after the Mothman sighting. Uh, people quickly connected the two. Uh Uh-huh. And then in in 1975, um, author John Keel really conflated things, uh, between the Mothman and the bridge when he wrote the book, The Mothman Prophecies. Ah. So he also threw in some uh, UFO activity to go along with all of this. Uh, And his story basically became the story that we still, that is still out there today. It's Uh why this is so popular. Um, It became iconic among conspiracy theorists, uh, UFO He really, like, sensationalized it Mm -hmm. all. Yeah. And fans of the paranormal. Uh, so, Mothman uh, 
basically put Point Pleasant on the map. The Silver Bridge collapse uh, really... I mean, that's all that town has. They have that museum there and, like, the wall. So a lot of people... Not a lot of people. There were a few people. Um, they claim that right before the bridge collapses, like, there's multiple people that came forward with these reports. Uh-huh. That, like, minutes before the bridge collapsed, they heard really weird and unusual noises. Yeah. Uh, some describe, like, uh, swooping sound, like you would get uh-huh. from a giant winged creature. Yeah. Uh, others... Uh, reported like a loud like screech. What kind of noise is that bridge gonna make though? Before? Exactly. Like how much is like, you know, it could have been like failing minutes before it finally snapped. You know, a part that snapped and and also like, just how good is how good are people's memories? Like yeah, after how that. sure are they that this was that they heard something before the yeah, bridge collapsed and yeah. they didn't hear something while the bridge collapsed? Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, but then there was also a lot of reports um, of people that said even some people that were near the bridge, like that were on, basically almost on it, just not quite mm-hmm. enough on it to fall. They claimed that they saw the Mothman on the bridge, and that that's where the theory came that the Mothman was trying to warn people. Yeah, almost. See, like, I always thought, and, I, and even after being there, I never really. <laughs> I thought the Mothman caused, caused it. it. I thought that was like the thing, but yeah. yeah no, it's supposed to be like a After warning. watching the movie last night, he was trying to be like, yo. So, uh, yeah, so the Mothman has uh, stuck around uh-huh. and is still in today's popular culture. Yeah, like we said, every year there's a festival and it is so crazy packed. The Mothman Festival started in 2002, um, which I was surprised it started the, I feel yeah. it was earlier than that. But I thought it would too. It gets about ten to 12,000 guests a year. And, I mean, Point Pleasant is not. It's a tiny place. It makes Parkersburg look big. Oh, like, you could fit Point Pleasant, like, basically on my block. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, there's a 12-foot metallic statue of the creature yep. right in the middle of town. Uh, it was rendered by a sculptor named Bob Roach. When did they put that up? Do you have the year for that? Um, 2003. Okay. It was installed in the city. Uh, it's got an ass on it. Yeah, it does. He gave Mothman a Some blood. buns of steel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 2005, uh, the town opened the Mothman Museum and Research Center. And uh, basically, a lot like the people of Roswell, New Mexico, uh, the people of Point Pleasant, uh, they took all of these stories of UFOs uh-huh. and Mothman, and they made it a tourist attraction. Yeah. So, it's their lifeblood now. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that we were there twice. And like you said, the Mothman Festival was canceled this year, but there were still... Yeah. I mean, more people downtown there than what you would see out downtown Parkersburg. Yeah. Even though we're a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just because people go there to get pictures in front of the statue. And really, the statue in the museum, they like some of the places, there's like diners, you know, and they have little snacks and stuff with Mothman kind of themed Yeah, we didn't get to... So the one place we went into, it's a little coffee shop. Yeah. They sell uh, green Mothman cookies. They didn't we have tried any. to get it. But they didn't have they had any. like Mothman droppings. We're like, fuck you. Yeah, I was like, How, how's that gonna look cool in the video? Yeah. I felt <laughs> like the Let's biggest eat some shit. I don't know about you. I felt like the biggest loser. Yeah. We like when we go turn in to ask for them. They're like, we don't have those. We have whatever. And we turn like there's all these people that are there. Yeah. And I don't know how many were just like the people that live there, but like everyone looked us at was looking at us like you fucking idiot. Yeah. Taurus, yeah. Uh, Everyone there's a Taurus. Yeah. So, 
before we get into the movie, uh-huh. uh, apparently not, you know, like, Mothman sightings are not exclusive to West Virginia, apparently. Or Ohio. It's right yeah. there in Ohio. But, uh, so, uh, allegedly, there's been conspiracy theorists who have said that Mothman has been everywhere from uh, Chernobyl. Oh. Right before it was, you know, it yeah. happened. The whole meltdown. Uh, some even say that Mothman was sighted uh, in New York City on 9-11. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that. So, from 2011. That wasn't even at night. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, people everywhere kind of used the Mothman as he was there to try to warn us about uh, a disaster. Yeah. Uh, Where was the Mothman on my wedding day? Your big old moth dick. Hey, maybe he was there and you just weren't oh, looking. Oh, yep. Uh, and then most recently, uh, well, so. Because he, he could have warned me, is what I'm saying. I get it. Okay. Right, I get it. Yeah. And, you know, you could have married him. I would have. Right. Yeah. He could have swooped in. Man. I kinda, took you in his arms. I would have become his publicist and really got him some moth money. Dick. <laughs> okay. No, no, you want to go there? Let's go there. I, I just want to warn. You're the one making this man and moth. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. Uh, he was. It's recently Point Pleasant was re- recently featured in uh, Fallout '76. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mothman's in there. You can actually go. I think the Mothman Museum is actually in there. I like think shoot people. You can shoot the moth. I don't know. Okay. Mothman. I think it's a. I think Mothman's an enemy in the game. All right. But uh, most recently, with all of the uh, talk of Confederate statues and all that stuff, and like tearing down statues, uh-huh. there was actually a petition <gasps> this no. year. A petition this year uh, was created to replace all Confederate Army statues in West Virginia uh-huh. with statues of the Oh, Mothman. I thought you were going to say they wanted to take down the Mothman no, statue. No, they want to replace all, and I'm all for it. Yeah. Let's put Mothman statues everywhere. <laughs> Robert E. Lee, you gotta go. Yep. Mothman E. Lee is coming With the in. ass. So, with the ass, with that big old ass. <laughs> big old silver ass. So, the, uh, I think the most, uh, maybe Fallout might have overtaken it now, but before Fallout, I think the most popular thing that Mothman appeared in. Not in Point Pleasant. It's still the Mo- Mothman oh, well, prophecies in Point Pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I've never watched this movie. Uh-huh. So. I watched it for the second time ever last night. I think I saw it when it first came out on video. VHS Kids. It was this little rectangular black box that you would like <laughs> insert into this bigger rectangular black box. Hmm. And you would have to rewind them back. Box in a box. Yeah, box in a box. So, uh, yeah, this uh, is the 2002. Was it 2002? 2002. So uh, that kind of jump started everything then. That's when the, the festival started yeah. right after that. Yeah. and. So I'm sure they knew that it was being... Cause they no wonder that it. town loves Richard Gere so much. Love yeah. So the Mothman Prophecies is what we're talking about. So tell us a little bit about the Mothman Prophecies. Uh, it's a good movie. In the movie, uh, Mothman gives you pink eye. Okay. That's how they know if you've seen the Mothman, because you get pink eye and it gets a little red. I think that's... Isn't that conjunctivitis? Is that what conjunctivitis uh, is? I think so. Keep talking. All right. Uh, it's a Christmas movie, because yeah. it takes place on uh, Christmas. All right. So pink eye can conjunctivitis. Uh, Indrid Cold is in there. He calls people. And he's like, what you wearing? And, you know, stuff like that. I don't, it, here's the truth. 
my ears are really fucked up and clogged, and it didn't have closed captions, so I missed a lot of the dialogue. You, you don't and know I just filled it. Nope, I just filled it in <laughs> with myself. Uh, <laughs> no, but Richard Gere's in it. Uh, there's 36 people that die in the movie. Of course, 46 in real life. Um, here are some other Richard Gere movies I've seen: <laughs> An Officer and a Gentleman, Pretty Woman, First Night, Primal Fear. The Jackal and Unfaithful. Jack and Unfaithful is 2002. And that's the last Richard Gere movie that I've seen. Well, I guess... Yeah, that's, that was after... Uh, Unfaithful came out after the, the Mothman awesome. Prophecies. So, let's see. When did Richard Gere kind of become known? Probably Officer and Pretty a Gentleman. Woman. A little bit before that. Officer and a Gentleman was before Officer that. Officer and Gentleman was 1982. Yeah. Oh, he was an American Gigolo, too. Yeah, American Gigolo. I haven't seen American Gigolo. American Gigolo is probably what really put him, started out his career more than anything. He was in some stuff before then, but... Will Patton's in there, too, and I like, really like Will Patton's character in the movie. Here's some other Will Patton movies I've seen. The Client, The Puppet Masters, Copycat, Armageddon, Gone in 60 Seconds, Remember the Titans, The Punisher... Roadhouse 2, which I have not seen, but now I want to. want to. And he was also in 2018's Halloween. And those are the movies with Will Patton I've seen. Man, I'm looking at Richard Gere's uh, <laughs> body of work here. Oh, are you? And I forgot about it. So he was in Runaway Bride. See, I didn't see that. Autumn in New York. He was in like a string. It was not my list. He was in a it. string of like rom-com. Or not yeah. rom-coms, but romantic. Dr. T and the Women. That, Remember that? I, I worked in theater when that came out. You worked at the I theater? I worked at the theater, too. No, I worked at the one in Vienna. Yep, same here. Wow. Same here. Wow. Uh, he was in uh, Chicago. Yeah, Queen Latifah. I didn't see that, though, so it wasn't on my list. Uh, man, that's the last. Uh, and I w- would like to talk about not what Richard Gere has been in, but what's been in Richard Gere. What is Richard <laughs> Gere really famous for? And I took a deep dive on this last night. I took a deep dive into Richard Gere last night. Oh. I've always heard the rumor, though. I don't know. It's so crazy how these things start. Though. But Richard Gere was once, he took himself to the ER because he had a gerbil stuck up his ass. Right. And that's something that I've heard for years. For as long as I can remember. So I started researching that last night. Okay. And apparently that surfaced around 1984. That story was Richard Gere. And they think that what happened was it was just a gay man and a mouse. But the story, you know, much like the Mothman, you know, the story kind of spirals out of control and it became Richard Gere and a gerbil. Oh, so the story they think is just some gay guy. Yeah. And a mouse. Yeah. And then that that gay guy became. Yeah. And then once the internet became a thing, it was like. That's when it really, you know, obviously took off. That's when I heard about it. I mean, I wasn't like, it wasn't something my dad passed down to me one day. Joel, I think you're old enough. Come here, buddy. Sit on my knee. Take a squat. <laughs> you know that movie, Officer and a Gentleman? No. Well, <laughs> Richard Gere. No. But uh, apparently the idea is that uh, as the gerbil, gerbil suffocates in your asshole, it scratches and claws at the lining of the rectum. Providing an intense sensation to the to to the you know to the Richard Gear, and uh, normally you would just pass the gerbil when you're done having your fun, right? You know, but sometimes it can scratch so much and cause so much bleeding that your your anus like kind of swells and then it becomes stuck, and that's when you have to go to the ER. So what you're saying is, 
And that's the rumor that Richard Gere did that. What you're saying is he provided <coughs> four of the mice. Uh-huh. The gerbil. The gerbil, in this case. The gerbil basically would be a car. <laughs> yes. And the gerbil car <laughs> would pull into the gear rod. Oh! <laughs> oh. The gear garage. I have a theory about this too, though. The gear garage. Yes. Okay. And I think what it is is I'm not afraid to say it. Richard Gear is a fine-looking man, and okay. I think in the mid '80s, you better agree with me. You know he is. That Wait, hair. Are you saying that in the mid '80s gerbils were like? <laughs> Let me no, 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 no. I'm saying in the mid '80s. Men at the time didn't want to say that Richard Gere was a good-looking man, so they had to make up stories about him to make themselves feel better about their, in, you know, their, their less than Richard Gere selves. You know, so it's just easier to be like, yeah, he's a good-looking man, but he probably puts gerbils up his butt. I mean, you might be onto something, but I feel like. Uh... Do you think Richard Gere went to the ER to have a gerbil removed right here on this podcast? We need an answer. Do you think Richard Gere had a gerbil removed from his rectum? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll say it. I'll stand by it. Oh, man. This is what's going to tear us apart. proudly support This is what's going to tear us apart. There is no way. You and your gear rods. There is no way that from the time I was a child. (laughs) When your dad pulled you up on his I am 37 years old right now, and I have heard of the Richard Gere (laughs) with a gerbil in his ass story since I was like five. I've heard of that more than the Mothman. Yep. (laughs) Yep. There is... There is no way that there's not some truth to a story that has lasted over time about <laughs> Richard Gere. Because it, revol- it involves someone's asshole and, like, eroded. it. I just, I don't believe it, okay? So, we're we're going to be on different sides of the fence on this I one. I guess we just live in two different worlds. <laughs> I guess so. I'm questionable about the Mothman, and I know Richard Gere didn't have a gerbil up his ass. And I believe in both. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about Santa Claus? Uh, good dude. All right. Really good dude. Brings me shit every year. Every year. I like him. I won't, I'll leave that alone then. Good. All right, little you fella. You got something bad to say about nope. Santa Claus? I don't uh-uh. want to hear it. Uh, so here's some more uh, Richard Gere trivia. Uh, he turned down this... What a fucking idiot. He turned down the lead role in Die Hard. What? <laughs> yep. I am so glad he turned down the lead role yeah, in Die Hard. Die Hard would not be a thing still no. if he would have been. It's well known that like most of the jokes in that was like Bruce Willis just like riffing, yeah, riffing, riffing on you know set uh, and stuff. Then he, man, his agent sucks. <laughs> he also turned down the role of Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Wow. Uh, that's the role he says he regrets passing on the most. I thought you were going to say honestly. I thought you were going to say he turned down Han Solo. Oh no! Because I can see, I, I, I can, can kind of see him as on you know a young Richard Gear. Uh, in 1993, it's not Chewbacca, but a gerbil. You know, hey. Uh, People magazine didn't name a sexiest man alive, but they named Richard Gear and uh, his then wife Cindy Crawford as the sexiest couple. Oh yeah. Uh, he was among the guests at Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes's wedding. <laughs> so a... he's weird. Uh, he was very active in AIDS fundraising. Good job, guy. Yeah. Um, let me see. What else? What other f- anything else he's interesting got great he's hair. done? He's got he's great He's got some hair. great hair. He always has. Yeah. Uh, Susan Sarandon said of him, uh, quote, Richard has been in a lot of good films, but he's never been in a great one. Ooh. So go fuck yourself, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jodie Foster, I don't know, this is all so stupid. <laughs> Jodie Foster said of him, uh, quote, a lot of actors think acting is a girl's job, but Richard feels, Richard finds something sensuous in acting. I have no idea what the fuck she's talking about. What does that, what does she think? A lot of actors think acting is a girl's job. But he finds a sensuous way to do it. Don't know what you're fucking talking about, Jody. Yeah. Uh, He was accused of having a Child stars are so fucked up. With both Priscilla Presley and Kim Basinger. All right. Um, Get you some, Richard Gere. uh, Oh, he was, um, this is all dumb shit. And I love this because I'm a gearhead, okay? So keep it coming. Okay, man. (laughs) Uh, Oh, this is weird. Uh, his ex-wife, Cindy Crawford, used to collect the clothes that he wore in his early films, and she actually bought the white naval uniform that he wore in Officer and a Gentleman. I don't think that's weird. I think that's that's a good spouse right there. <laughs> but I don't know if she's buying it, because uh, it just says his ex-wife used to collect the clothes. Like, did she get them... Well, I'd say she probably ex-wife? stopped while they once they were not married anymore. Maybe. Maybe it started, maybe it started once they got divorced. Oh, that would be even weirder. Um, and that's, uh, he shared, five, so are they saying that he fucked the same, <laughs> it says shared five known conquests with, uh, whoever Ryan O'Neill is, four with Warren Beatty, and two with Elvis Presley. Okay, yeah. So are they saying they he all banged, the yeah. same, so I weird. wish I could be so famous that, like, just, they talk about, like, who I've banged yeah. and, It'd be a Uh, short, short, (laughs) short, short, short. It's not even a list. Right. Uh, Yeah. It's not enough names to consist of a list. But if I was famous enough for that. Let's check out uh, some Mothman Prophecies trivia. Uh, So it's based on events, of course, from that happened in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It's got to be the only time in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. But they said it in like the 90s instead of the 60s. Mm, Did they? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm in the trailer now. Um the uh, scene uh, where Indrid Cold is seen for the first time in full wasn't done with CGI. It uh, was actually shot in just blurred vision. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just me. Um, the, not a lot of interesting trivia here for this. Nope. Fuck um, that movie. Yeah. So, yeah, the bridge collapse in the movie said I've killed 36 people. Oh, yeah, why? I wonder why they class. changed that. Oh, that's a weird thing. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that. But So you mentioned the Mothman Museum. Uh-huh. And uh, we went there. We toured it. Uh, so if anyone, you know, you're ever in Point Pleasant, I mean, that's like the main thing you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to yeah. see the statue. You're going to go to the Mothman Museum. Uh, in the video I'd say check out the mural on the, the mural cool. too. I think that's really the cool. The whole area. I mean, yeah. it's interesting. Like, you can go see the fort. There's a McDonald's. There's a McDonald's. We yeah, the fort we is there. Check it out. No, uh, but in the uh, museum, you can check out um, a lot of uh, press clippings. Yeah, and there's video footage, um, merchandise. They have pieces from the bridge there. You can check out. Yeah, there's like yeah. a a model of the bridge, and uh, there's the actual handwritten police reports from. Yeah. Uh, Mothman sightings. Things that Richard Gere of Tut was... There was a whole <laughs> yeah. big section of Richard Gere, uh, Mothman prophecy stuff. It does make sense that it opened up right yeah. around the same time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just... And then uh, the Mothman is not gone, guys. Like, just recently. <coughs> yeah. October 13th. Chicago? 2020. Uh, Manuel Navarrete, Navarrete, something... Uh, 
re- recently received the following report from a woman who said she'd seen a seven-foot-tall, red-eyed creature after leaving work at the United States Postal Service sorting facility in Chicago O'Hare, Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. At around, what time? 11. 11 p.m. Yep. So that's weird. Yeah. That 11 p.m. keeps... That's the witching hour. It's the moth hour. That's the moth hour. <coughs> uh, she saw this on September 24th. She says, uh, or this uh, report says, I had just left work at the United States Postal Service sorting facility at O'Hare Airport at about 11 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th of September. And was walking out to my car when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking lot where I usually park. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I, un- I unlocked it. There's Rodman. Which caused my headlights to come on. Uh, my headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look at me. I saw that this was not some person, but some red-eyed creature. And what appeared to be a coat were actually its wings... Which it spread out as it turned to look at me. Uh, at first, I thought it was some kind of very, very large bird, but I've never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm five foot four, and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some type of chirping sound, almost a half chirp and a half click, like someone was clicking their tongue, but much faster. It then made some type of screeching sound and took off running toward me. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> It got to within 10 feet of me, took off into the air, and flew above me. I was screaming hysterically as I crouched down behind cars, uh, behind my car's open door, and I dove into my car headfirst. I was in a near panic as I tried to start the car, uh, close it and lock the doors, and turn on my interior lights. I started my car and took off out of the parking lot and flew down the road till I hit the main road. I got home and told my husband, uh, who also works at the same facility, and he was the one who told me about the sightings of this thing. I was scared shitless and hoped <laughs> I never see this thing again. Uh, this thing is roaming around the area, scaring people half to death. I hope the airport people decide to do something about this thing someday. Uh, <laughs> finally decide some, to do yeah. something about it. Uh, so this dude actually met with this witness to discuss her sighting, um, although she was very reluctant to uh-huh. discuss the issues. Uh, according to him, the witness is a 17-year veteran of the Postal Service. And has worked at the O'Hare sorting facility for the last 15 years. Uh, she advised, she stated that on the night in question, uh, she was working, she was walking towards her car. Uh, she was checking her text messages on her phone. Um, so she really wasn't paying attention. Uh, he asked her if there were other people around, to which she answered no. Uh, most of the people, employees leave right after the shift change. And she usually t- sticks around for a little while to take care of the transition. Um... Uh, when asked how big the wings were, she could not give me a definitive answer, but guesstimated that they must have been between 12 to f- 10 to 12 feet across. Um, there was the clicking sound. Um, ran towards her in very long strides and then took off into the air. Uh, she said she did not really get a good look at it as it was running towards her because she was too busy trying to get into her fucking car. Yeah. Uh, she had her phone out texting. She should have freaking mm-hmm. popped that camera on and got a picture. So these are Deborah. Uh, this is the latest in a, in a in a new string of Mothman sightings uh, from within a hundred few hundred mile radius running Lake Michigan, uh, including every bordering state of the Great Lake. Uh, these sightings started popping back up in the spring of 2017. 
So it appears that the Mothman is back. And he's trying to warn us about and he's something. Moved up a little bit. Yeah. So. Uh, and I think what he's trying to warn us about is fucking don't reelect Donald Trump. <laughs> there have been at least ten <laughs> sightings coming from the airport uh, since August of 2019. Let's go. So O'Hare Airport is apparently the new uh, site of it, which I wonder to 2000. What's say? 19, 17. 17s when they start popping up. When Fallout 76. Uh, later than 2017? I think it was a little bit later, okay. maybe like 2018 or something. I don't know, because I've never actually played it. Yeah, I, I, I watched them play a few And I know years. they have Cosplays Convention in Chicago. Maybe it's like a nerd in a costume uh, that, that learned how to fly. Yeah, so, That's crazy. Yeah, so maybe the Mothman's back. Maybe, yeah, like you said, warning us about something. Yeah. Uh, don't elect Trump. Uh, <laughs> anybody but Trump. Anybody. Mothman I 2020. Guess Biden. Mothman uh, 2020. <laughs> Mothman, I would definitely vote for Mothman. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, you know, again, thank you to everyone. Um, all of the recent support has been awesome. Uh, Smarsh, you're the man. Smarsh. We would love uh, to start hearing from you guys more. Um, uh, you know, shoot us a message on Twitter, on Facebook, comment. Uh, Instagram. We uh, have our first movie review out right now. We reviewed a movie called... Welcome to Sudden Death. Stars uh, Michael Jai White and Gary Owen. Yep. And uh, he, Gary Owen, uh, liked the post on Instagram. Yep. So, friend of the show. Friend of the show, we're saying Gary it. Gary Owen. <laughs> yeah, I'm making it official. He's our third host now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll be making very rare appearances. Um, super rare. But we have a, uh, so we will have another movie review yeah. coming out for you guys to listen to on October 31st. Halloween. Halloween. Ooh. And we will be watching a Mothman movie. Yeah. Not sure which one yet. Um, Let's watch a really bad one. There, There's going to be a few for us to pick all from. Oh, right, good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I went through and looked at all the different streaming sites that, uh, I have available, and uh, I'll give you a little rundown here. Um, we got Small Town Monsters Presents The Mothman of Point Pleasant. I was going to say, whichever title has the most words in it, I think is the one we should watch. And uh, right out the gate. This little tagline <laughs> is, 13 months that changed history. Oh. I think I started to watch this, uh-huh. and uh, it's not even really a movie. Oh. Like, if I remember, I have to check. But if I remember right, it's it's trying to be a documentary. Uh-huh. It's uh, then we got just simply titled Mothman. Mothman with the uh, with the tagline "The Hunter Knows His Prey." Ooh, so they made him a kind of a mean guy. Yeah. he's a hunter. We got uh, the Mothman Curse, and uh, the tagline to that one is "An Ancient Evil Unleashed." Ooh. So they're gonna try to get the backstory of the Mothman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We got Mothman. Oh, Cornstalk, of course. But you yeah. watched it, so I watched it last I don't night. Know, you think it'd be? I, I think you'd like it. We it's could review a, yeah. it. You think it'd be? I'd review so that. That might be it. Uh, we got one that is just simply called Moth. Moth with the tagline: "The legend has returned." <laughs> And they make the Mothman on the cover. Well, maybe they're like us. They're not convinced that maybe it is a man. They make the Mothman on the cover. Of this one look kind of like the Crypt Keeper. Oh. From uh, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. HBO's. Yeah. Yeah. So those are our options. Um, we can either, yeah, we can either watch the Mothman prophecies for a least watchable movie. Uh huh. 
Um, or we can go with one of these god-awful fucking <laughs> nightmares and see what happens. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. It'll be out and available uh, October 31st. Halloween. Halloween. That's our little treat for you guys. No tricks. Uh, just treats. Maybe. That's what we believe in around here. That's yeah. our motto. Has been forever. Since you said it. <laughs> Since just I now. said it a second ago. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Dasher and Dancer. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, like I said, drop us a message. Say hi to us. Yeah. We uh, we want to get some communication going with you guys, see what you guys want to hear next. Uh, Send us story ideas. Yeah, again, thank you once again to Stephen Marsh for the cool-ass book. Yeah. Um, and the Mothman book. It's full of awesome. pictures. Of asses. I appreciate no that. No Mothman ass in it. No. Somebody needs to take a picture of that sweet ass. <laughs> um. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please uh, rate and review us. Uh, give us that five stars. Whether you think we deserve it or not, <laughs> we would surely appreciate it. Um, dollar a star. That's what I pay. Says Joel. <laughs> says Joel exclusively will give you a dollar a star. Not cash. Cash will not give you a dollar a star. Cash won't give you cash. cash. That's uh, your motto. You got anything else before we get out of here? I'm nope. sure I'm forgetting something. I don't think I, I think so. I final know. verdict on the Mothman. What say you? Richard Gere's a really good actor. All right, and I say I don't know. I don't know. I say that the Mothman resides in the gear garage. <laughs> <laughs>